Box out of them. Box out of them. Box out of them. Online community radio from India. Online community. Keep it locked. Box Out FM from New Delhi to the world. You know, we keep it fresh out the box. It's your boy, Surreal, and I'm here with the one and only Bronco. Yay! Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Sound the alarm, y'all. <laughs> Yo, what time is it in uh, Portugal now? What time is it in Portugal? Uh, very early. Well, it's like five and a half hours less. Uh, wake up, Portugal! We out in <laughs> India! We're live! We got your chai masala right here. Man, it's great to uh, see you, finally meet you. I, but I don't think this is your first time in India, is it's it? It's not, it's not. Um, I was here, I've been here a couple of times. Actually, I did a, I, this was like my, my a very long vacation I did when I was younger with my friends and stuff. We, oh, came, we really? came over here, the whole backpacking, you know, <laughs> the deal. We did all that. So that was that was a lot of fun. And then uh, and then I've just been back for mostly for work. Not that, not that I think any of this is work, but just obviously we did a tour with Buraka. I was here 2017 shooting an episode for a TV show I produced for um, for Portuguese television. And uh, this is my first time performing as uh, as, Branco. as Branco, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. For those of y'all who've been ignorant for the last uh, 10 years, Branco was uh, the key founder of uh, maybe the first global-based supergroup, <laughs> Buraka Sistema. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a way to put it, definitely. <laughs> Before everything that uh, came after. I mean, I remember the first time I came across Baraka Som Sistema, I was living in New York. Okay. And you guys had just dropped Sound of Kuduro. Okay. okay, okay, okay. We did it. We were playing? I think you had, you had a U.S. store. Yeah, yeah. My, my memory is definitely uh, faded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think I saw you guys. And at that time, it was just like... It was so different from everything else yeah. in, in, in the U.S. market, right? In, in the U.S. market, it was either hip-hop, electronic, or rock and roll. And then it seemed like you guys came and just went, Psst. Yeah, it was, it was a different sound, I guess. I guess other people were already on the, same, um, on the same direction. We were heavily influenced by people like M.I.A. and you know, all, those, all those great artists who were already putting their own vision and identifying the roots and where they came from as a big part in their sound you know so i think so i think that's that's kind of what we what we ended up bringing to the table which was this very explosive uh, sound coming from angola half of the band was from angola so we had that and then we grew up in lisbon listening mostly to you know uk you know drum and bass bass broken beats all all that like heavy bass influenced music and the crossover moment happened in Lisbon, and and so it was a very quick process for from putting some demos together to, you know, to that tour you're talking about in oh, okay. in, in 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 New York because I think you know the sound was just different and people, yeah. it was you know it was you couldn't be it wasn't something you'd be indifferent to you know. I feel like it was also one of the first. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know about this, but uh, you've always been involved in what. Uh, bringing out what, like, I guess we call in the mainstream, like nano genres, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's Kuduro or Zook bass and all these, these, uh, I guess, localized genres that have popped up, yeah. and you've helped bring them to an international stage. I think you know the the, mo- the one of the breakthroughs at some point, because obviously this was new for everybody when when we were starting the band. But the, one of the biggest breakthroughs, as we were traveling and getting to know the world and getting to know other artists, one of the breakthroughs was that. You know, the same fuel that was fueling us to do that in Lisbon or 
to that was fueling the kids uh, back in Angola as well to do the Kuduro or the Kuduro stuff that existed in a bunch of different cities. It had different names and it had different BPMs and it had different genres, different approaches. But the vibe, the energy, and the, and the the clash between some sort of traditional rhythmic patterns and what we now call electronic music and dance music and what kids are listening to in the clubs, we we were able to identify a bunch of cities with with that in mind. It's obviously that was also very you know very uh, we had to do something about it. So obviously just communicating with a bunch of all these artists. These were cities in Africa? No, just everywhere. Obviously, like if 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 you if you look at what the 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 label. Um, we, we, we put together Enchufada is doing now it's it's kind of the beginning of that so you know if you go to Lima in Peru and you hear all about these cumbia sounds getting mixed coming from Colombia to Peru to this and that and then now suddenly they're in the clubs and, and you know and act like Dengue 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 is sort of like bringing them bring them across across the world and just other just other um, you know other other cities like that that were just like you know boiling with with talent and creativity and and had something unique to present to the world so it just made sense to identify those you know those little genres and and just push them as much as possible yeah for a long time i would eagerly wait for when you whenever you drop the enchufada records uh Black <laughs> label would drop the new uppercuts uh compilation because uh it would be oh yeah yeah that was that was that was a good period right yeah because it was just it was just <laughs> always like you selected these uh you know random producers that that i'd been following and um yeah it was very influential for us here um you know for us here at that time the, uh the scene was just starting to come up and you really only had two options either you were bollywood or you were nothing and uh you know a lot of the stuff that uh you put out over the years really kind of gave us a formula cool, 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 this is what you awesome. spoke about of t taking the you know traditional sounds and and putting the them in the club, yeah. yeah and <laughs> putting them in the club. So tell me, when you guys put together that first uh, bunch of demos in uh, in Lisbon, Portugal, what was the scene like then and there? Like uh, um, local base? How how did there wasn't there was really no scene. We 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 were just coming out of an idea, a concept. We wanted to. We knew that there was, you know, all the Kuduru stuff was happening in Angola, and we knew that in some way we could figure out a way to to you know to adapt that to clubs in Portugal, in Europe, and then eventually around the world. And that's kind of, that was kind of the goal that we set, that we set to do, and that's kind of how it all started. I guess, you know, the, the, it would, the, the biggest challenge was to, because this started getting picked up in different countries, different, different, you know, different places, different things. So we, we didn't want to lose singing in Portuguese at the same time that we didn't want to lose the, the vibe and the beat. So I guess one of the biggest challenges was how do we make our music, you know, understandable and relatable for, for, for other people. And I guess a lot, a lot of the, um, a lot of the thing, one, one, one thing that we did a lot was, um, just playing around with words and vocal sounds and stuff and treating the vocal like as a percussion instrument. I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll play a song because it's probably... I think you need to play that yeah, tune. I, I need to, I'll play everybody here knows that tune. Just, uh, just to start the conversation, I think we can speak over it if you want to. I just, I just, maybe we're talking and people don't know about what, what this sounds like, so might as well play something. You'll need to hear what this sounds like. I think people know this one. This one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they might. I don't know. You, you never know. It, uh, it's this. The song has been out since 2012. 
11, yeah, 11 maybe. When you came to India, this song had a nice uh, resurgence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, this, I have the Casper remix of it. Okay, yeah, it's like the always step in my first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess if, if some, if whoever's listening has seen one of your sets, they can listen. classic <laughs> a bit of a classic <laughs> huge classic <laughs> yes sometimes because i've been playing these songs for um for for such a long time but the the reaction is always so fun that i kind of forget that the the song is a, a little bit less than 10 years old but it's almost 10 years old i think it's it's a, it's a classic man i'm going to have that song played at my funeral that's a good funeral song that's got another one of my favorites lined up over yeah. here i see should we just play so this wait, tell, one? Tell us a bit about, yeah, so right. um, so what what are your sets like now as, as Bronco? Like, I mean, do you miss the whole, uh, you know, uh, live stage show? Or do you, now you have more control over your own style and music? Or I think, uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm in a space where it was, it was good to have the band. And this was very intense. It was 10 years of very intense touring and, and, um, and just doing everything. Um, and then when when we split up in in 2016, it was a very conscious decision of okay, this we're doing this because we know that each individual has a bunch of ideas that we can use the same idea and spread it, you know, even further and apply it to other artists and just you know just keep pushing, keep pushing this 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 lifestyle, which is, I think it's more of a lifestyle than anything else, you know. So 
so that was the that was the that was the main that was the main point so for me it was very important because i've always been a very big fan of songs and collaborations and stuff so for me when the when the group was over and i finally had like some time to you know sit down and and think about projects it was all about like just gathering up a, as many people as possible putting together this network of talented artists from around the globe with the same lifestyle and ideas in mind and just sort of go at it in terms of the label and Shufada, but as well in terms of my own production and collaboration. So my sets today are very much, you know, everything that we've put out on Enchufada for the past four or five years. And then uh, I have music from both my albums, Atlas, that came out in 2015, and then Nosu, who came out just a, a month ago. And then obviously, I'll go back to some of these classics and stuff. So my set has a little bit of that, but I'm, I'm focusing more on the artist Branco now than, than, than on, 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 on Baraka. Well, absolutely, as are we. So stick around, guys, because we're going to be getting more into Branco's music for the, over the next half hour, 40 minutes. You got another track lined up for us? I do, I do. Well, this is kind of because you also mentioned the, the nano genres. The, yeah, I, thought, I thought that was an interesting expression. This is something we kind of, we, we tried it out. Uh, it's based on this rhythm, um, uh, this, this genre, giant genre uh, uh, called Kizomba. And we were, it was, it's such a big part of the Portuguese speaking country's culture that we, but it's more like romantic style songs and, 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 um, and just in radio songs mostly, but we wanted to sort of grab the, you know, the, the drum pattern and, the, and whatever made it, you know, so cool and, and, and sort of flip it into like club versions. It is very club friendly <laughs> and it is it's sexy as hell. Friendly. Let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. And sente means? So sente means feel. Yeah. This was uh, this was on this was on Baraka's last album. Um, it was called Baraka. The album was called Baraka. It was out in 2014. Spotify that shit. Get the feel. Sente, sente.
There we go. Sente, sente. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so uh, maybe we can get into... So you've released now two albums? Yes. Uh, under your solo moniker mm-hmm. is Branco. Um, and those uh, albums, you think of the music more as, as songs, as complete mm-hmm. songs, rather than just like club music, right? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, as as you... As you go through through this process, you realize that there's a lot of a lot of really interesting formulas that still need that that could still occupy an interesting space in terms of pop music and and you know this polyrhythmical ideas and multi everything, just uh, just you know just figuring out ways of of uh, fusing and celebrating diversity and celebrating different ideas and just and um, and but in my case, I've had a I've had a, um, a like I've always had the idea to do that, but also, you know, at the same time, incorporate some sort of a pop sensibility yeah. in songs and and just you know song structures and things like that 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 could be you know relatable to everybody. Right. And and so even though they're not like pop songs, but they're you know so that's kind of like how I how I how I look at all my most of my production, just you know trying to get that. interesting melody uh, that interesting producer moment on the song but then bring in a vocal and just obviously play around with all these sounds and all these rhythms and patterns from the from the whole Portuguese uh, speaking countries communities Mm -hmm. but then um, but then just grab that and then go to LA and record with somebody or go to you know to South Africa and record with someone there or go to Peru and record with a bunch of percussionists and stuff so it's it's been about you know just grabbing that 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 little melting pot and just sort of like you know trying out trying it out with the, with a bunch of different influences and that's that's mostly been what I've been releasing as Branco yeah that sounds so exciting, man! Like uh, you traveling all over the world to create this like one uh, piece of music. You're making your own musical masala. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, would you like to play something uh, from? Yeah, of course. From your Bronco phase. <laughs> I guess um, there's a. There, I'll, I'll play a song which um, it, it was a, a bit you know done all over the place. Um, just like much li- as we were discussing, it's a collaboration with um, with a Portuguese Angolan producer, and then I ended up recording the vocals in Copenhagen with an English vocalist. You know, just one of those things where you just you just luckily meet up with the nicest people in the studio, and you know, and the music just happens. So this song is called um, "Eventually," and it was on Atlas, uh, uh, my 2015 album. Thank you. 
So tell me something I was wondering. We got a lot of uh, producers and uh, heads and nice. you know other vocalists and so on who tune into Box Out FM. Um, when, when you're traveling all over the world, mm-hmm. uh, maybe collecting samples and recording vo- vocals and so on with people, um, do you have a preferred like uh you know any preferred gear or software or or tech that that you use um i just uh, i just literally it's everything in the laptop i don't i don't make uh i think i got to a point where i where i made a decision of like i'm not gonna justify not being able to make something because i don't have my usual tools so i just made sure that my usual tools were my laptop which is always with me so yeah everything is everything is done here um, I wish it was indestructible, but it's not. So you know, <laughs> throughout the years, you gotta. But uh, I mostly I produce on Ableton. Um, but then, like to record around the world, I feel like these days it's not that hard to go online and find like a studio you can book online and just book a couple of hours. I think you know, just having the the the, the clear thought of being in a studio. There's an engineer who's sitting and recording, so you can just sort of like you can just use your time to connect with the person who's working with you and just you can focus on you know on that relationship and and how and what is the best music possible that you guys can make together so you know i don't i don't want to if i'm working with someone i don't want to have my face in my laptop and then and then so so i'd rather you know just take go to a studio i'll send stems to the main computer and we'll just chill the music is playing in the background and we're just making music i'll i'll come up with other stuff the vocalist comes up with their stuff this way we're all like just balanced so that's pretty much how i do it uh when recording outside of my own environment and uh yeah you mentioned that as being really key that like rather than in the technical stuff down to be able to connect with uh, a yeah. an individual yeah you know? because you know in my mind and i think if if producers who who are, are listening you know, I'm always going to have time to come back home and geek the fuck out with everything, you know, <laughs> like all the technical shit, you know, all the plugins, all those things. I'll do it on my own free time, on my underwear, in my house, <laughs> looking very ridiculous and just <laughs> and I won't post a video of it ever, ever. Uh, but that's, you know, that's I feel like there there's specific moments for, you know, for for the music to happen in, in, inside the a whole like a song cycle you know and and obviously i know that moment is going to happen so you know i don't i don't want to bring that vibe into a studio so do you have one of these tunes that you mix down in your underwear <laughs> all of them all of them every single one <laughs> little, that's little chuddy album. life bro <laughs> that's what we call it out here in right? chuddies <laughs> okay. what is this so this is a this is a, an instrumental song uh, from um, from my latest my latest album um uh, Nosu, and this was a co-production with with Pedro, uh, an enchufada artist. Uh, yeah, this was definitely done between you know uh, just us two in the studio working, and then and then me in my in my underwear, in my in, in my house. So yeah, I'll, I'll play that one. Let's hear it. Let's hear it.
check check let's take a let's take a little walk down memory lane yeah now you've been <laughs> touring and playing all over the world now for like over a decade right yeah i guess so yeah a couple so couple what uh, like 12 been, years what, definitely what would have been the, the craziest place location that, that you've ever performed at because mm. you've been to some pretty far out places some places <laughs> that i know a lot of our uh viewers would not might not dare to go like i mean even Ang angola or yeah yeah well, i mean we've we've played we toured we toured um in a bunch of um yeah def everywhere i think the the we had a, a funny experience with just like traveling you know when you travel and then the days like the hours and it's like you spend 10 hours on a plane but then it's like you didn't well, i remember there was one very intense trip where we did macau in china and then straight to la and uh, just you know those shows aren't very fun because your your brain is still adjusting to 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 a lot of different things i don't know usually for me and this is something i'm trying to do now uh with, with because i you know just valuing the idea of being in a in an amazing place and being able to experience a bit better is not do the touring as quick as you know as 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 we were doing it back then because you know trying to trying to at least get you know one or two off days in between so that i can just you know grab my camera and just walk around and just you know take some pictures uh, talk to some people and just sort Smell of like, the roses. yeah exactly exactly so the that's been that's been a, a big thing well, we've done some crazy stuff i feel honestly i feel like one, one, one i remember baraka came to came to when we came to tour in india we played a we played a festival um nh7 that was that was very that was very you know mind-blowing for us because because we, we were not expecting that kind of reaction so we were just like okay cool and, but then and then to completely counter that the next day or like two days after we played in um, in in bangalore and we had like five people in in the audience so it was very much like this like these two different experiences in the same but they were both great yeah. but but they were very you know different in terms of in terms of you know the expectations slash you know what you're like dealing with on the road like all the time which is is anybody going to come to the show like you know this does anybody know this music at all because it's not you know it's not something that's playing on every radio all the time yeah yeah well bangalore Y'all got to show some improvement yeah. <laughs> uh, this time around, right? We got Ocean Tide in the building. Your brother Ocean Tide is here. So I know you're going to come out this weekend. All right. Um, well, let's see. Maybe maybe you have something exclusive you can play to oh, yeah. entice the Bangalore. Well, I'll play, I'll play a song the, that's coming out. Uh, today is Thursday. So this is coming out uh, on Enchufada tomorrow. It's um, a brand new song from Pedro, uh, uh, one of the young producers in the label. He's uh, he has his very own like specific sound. So you know, every time he puts out a song, it's uh, it's all it's it always ends up straight in 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 my sets. So this is coming out tomorrow. It's uh, exclusive. I'll just I'll just play it for you guys. And you heard it first. Box out me, FM. Fresh let me know what box. you think after. <laughs> Eu juro, voz pro tiro. <música> 
não podem pedir Mata não tá me subindo Mas eu juro vou explodir out fm we can talk about whatever we want because we got no funding <laughs> you know shout out box out fm just a reminder you yes, are here right now with FM. your boy surreal and the one and only bronco ceo of enchufada records ex of baraka sam sistema so tell me a bit about what it's been like uh, for you uh, running the label uh, enchufada um it's clearly a, a labor of love on uh, on your part to mm-hmm. support up-and-coming artists i guess mostly from uh from from portugal and yeah yeah yes and no i think uh we're we're we're, we're pretty much uh, we've got artists from a bunch of different places um i think the just to start from the beginning the the label itself was created to put out baraka some sistema music sure. and then um obviously the initial years were very devoted to just that you know just taking care taking care of the group and we were also doing agency and management everything was like focused on this on this on the enchufada brand and then you know as as time went on and and we started catching up on this amazing network of artists that, that was forming around around us we just started obviously you know picking our favorite songs and putting them out and stuff and so from then we started doing that's pretty much how a project like the uppercut started you know what we were discussing like this idea that there were so many interesting producers in all these different places that were sending us music and um, and in some way being inspired by a lot of the stuff that was already coming out and, and everything that it felt like we needed to contribute to the cycle so we just like okay let's make a free song every two weeks or let's make you know just stuff like that just just music keep the music flow going as much as possible but then at the same time you know establishing a core unit of artists that that um that represented the label and obviously that play around the world as well and then so the so the message spreads spreads really well so it's been you know it's it's been fun mo- mostly and in uh, definitely in for our viewers and listeners uh, who would you say those core core label artists are right so, now so um i think to 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 start uh, so i just played the pedro song i think pedro. he's pretty much uh, he's pretty much a very core into father artist obviously the 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 bronco stuff that we've been putting out as well um, we also we worked pretty closely with the with the alawala who was uh, you know one of one of you know our our you know biggest biggest uh, projects um, and yeah so Shivani and I just spoke. shout out Shivani yeah, DD sp- how's it going <laughs> we spoke ages ago uh, in in you know because I was going a lot to Copenhagen so we ended up sort of like crossing paths and 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 just uh, and just working on on music we put out uh, we put out most of the music that they've released. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, Dr. Adu Pro like uh, an Angolan like really young kid who 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 just 
produces the the most awesome music. I can actually play a song from him later. Yeah. Um, that's like sort of a classic as well. His his stuff is is gets really across the globe not because he plays a lot of shows because he's still a bit too young and just sort of more up and coming but because every time he drops a song there's like uh, 200 dance videos to that song because the dancing crews from different you know gyms and dancing schools and everything around the world are like on to him to everything that he releases so every time he releases a song there's like just multiple videos going of Of um of you know, I'll pl I'll play this song and I think dude I gotta hear this yeah got me all excited I, about it now. <laughs> I think uh, this is it. this is definitely one of Enchufada's um, biggest songs and um and yeah this is definitely a, I don't know it's it it sounds very different I think and and I think that's why people pick it up for dancing because you know it the movement and all this I don't know I'll shut up and I'll play this song oh, we like different.
freshest sounds out of Lisbon, Portugal. So you, you still call uh, Lisbon, Portugal home? Yeah. Every tour, the road goes back home. <laughs> Everything, yeah. It's a, it's a part of me. I think it's a part of uh, it's a part of the music I make. It's a part of everything. So I wouldn't. I've tried living in different places for like short periods of time, but it always. I always knew that eventually, you know, I would. I would go back home. It's uh, you know, it, it's when you're on the road. There's so much different different cities and ideas. I was just talking to to Tej when I was, when I was getting here. Like just arriving arriving in Delhi. You just there's so many feelings, you know. Some you know already, some you don't know. So you're just like always experiencing, you know, new feelings, new new ideas, new new people, new amazing friends. You meet all these things and and tastes and everything. I don't know. So it's just always good to, you know, go back home and be able to just keep going with your life on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. <laughs> when when, uh, when you were growing up, did you you grew up in Lisbon too? Uh, on the like on the outskirts. On yes. the outskirts. When you were growing up, did you ever imagine that like, you know, your your home city would be- become such a you know, melting pot of of, of culture with these? No, different definitely not. Definitely not. I think <coughs> overall, because the you know Portugal was was under like a very long dictatorship for a very long time, and then after that, you know, like um, the generation who that my parents belonged to. We're very much, you know, just a working generation, just like, you know, trying to sustain, like, stuff. So we didn't grow up with the idea that, oh, yeah, you can do arts or you can, you know, culture is a cool thing or whatever, you know. We did not grow up with any of that, you know. People were, everybody was just working. And, you know, suddenly cracked software kind of, like, changed a couple of things for a lot of for a lot of us as uh, kids back then. And so, obviously, those things had, like, a really big impact in all that change, but it was not obvious at all. Like, like nobody... I had no idea that eventually, through electronic music, I would end up, you know, visiting the world and getting to meet all these amazing places and people and music and food and everything. So, it's a, it's a big blessing. That's fantastic. Back home, did you... Uh, was there, like... Uh a separation between, say, the the electronic music community and then these uh, these immigrants coming from Africa who are also discovering electronic music and and the Doors, or were they all coming back together? Coming together? Mm-hmm. I think uh, 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 I think a, a group like Baraka was was important in that in that relationship, and and because it sort of in it sort of like created this this language that suddenly everybody was was okay to 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 talk about and and stuff like that so so it kind of brought it brought people together that's for sure because there was no there was not a conscient moment where people were like okay there was no acknowledgement of any of this stuff so i guess that group was like the first time that it sort of personified like suddenly there was this thing that people could listen to or ambition to become the same thing so it was just kind of like just made the wheels turn a little bit i'm not saying that we we didn't invent anything we, we were just sort of like pulling a bunch of wheels and making and making people get to conclusions maybe earlier than they would have if we didn't exist you know i guess that's what you know culture is for i mean exactly exactly definitely creating those connections just yeah. changes everything and as soon as you establish a connection with a culture then you're also connected to to all the people that 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 culture represents so that's really that's that's a really like a universal language i think portugal's in the eu right eu yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you feel about that it seems to be like um uh refugee culture and migrant uh, movement seems to be something that like a few countries are, are in, in the eu are struggling with you know uh, i think it's 
you know, it's geographically, uh, it's uh, it's. Um, it seems to be something that's led to like a vitalization of European yeah. music. I mean, l- exactly. L- luckily, and I think that's the you know the the placement and the history and everything is making is 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 at a, a turning point. I think in in, in a way because the. Um, uh, the way that these cities are becoming people who live in it and not their own history, you know what I mean? I think that's that's very organic as well. Like I don't think anyone is like doing writing journalism about this or anything like that. But in a way, and that's what and that's one of the reasons why for me all this electronic music is so relevant is because there's probably no better way to identify what's going on in the city other than these like micro genres or, or like what's going on in clubs or in what's going on in, 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 in the music communities, especially in the electronic music one, because you don't need a band, you don't need a studio, you don't need, you don't need anything, you just, you just need a laptop with correct software and then you, and you're on. So there's a very naive, really interesting concept about that. So I think exactly what you're saying, like those things are being incorporated by cultures and everyone is making music together and, and that's sort of a... An interesting point. I think there's still a long way to go, obviously, for for everyone to to feel, you know, to feel uh, as part of a scene. But uh, I think one way or another, this th- there's a positive outcome to some of this stuff. Well, one unchufada single at a time. We're gonna come <laughs> together step by step. What's next on the playlist? Um, I'll play. Um, we spoke. We spoke about them briefly. I'll play um, a version of a remix I did for uh, a group on Enchufada called Dengue Dengue Dengue. They're from Peru. Uh, this song features a vocalist called Sara Van, and um, and yeah, I, f- I felt this was a really special song. And then I, I ended up remixing it for a compilation we put out called Enchufada in a Zona, that came out in 2017. Uh, so let's hear it. <laughs> Yeah. 
That's That's right, y'all. Fresh out of the box from New Delhi to the world. We here with the one and only Bronco, uh, who's uh, doing his India tour. Uh, Tonight, New Delhi, we're at Oro. Tomorrow, Mumbai, what's up? Above the Habitat. And then Saturday night, Bengaluru, what's up? Koromangla Social. You guys are in for such a treat. You don't know. You have no idea. So just come out to the shows and and have a good time. Because I was really excited to see this. It mentions that you're not playing just a DJ set. You have a live AV set. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that entails? Uh, yeah. Um, I think uh, I've I've one of the things that I that I've tried to do the most is just record image as well throughout uh, the years and all these trips and all these projects I spoke about earlier, like the TV show, for example. Um, and so it got to a point where I was like, I could probably, you know, the same trip that I'm doing in terms of music, like the same journey, I could probably have a live version of that in, in video and, you know, with all this footage. And so, um, and so I just compiled all that footage and, and asked a friend of mine to just adapt it to the songs and, and, um, and just ended up with, with, you know, like. 60 videos of my own of my own footage from uh, from around the world and from uh, and from a bunch of trips and DJ sets and studio sessions and things and then just and then I'll just play um, I'll just play that as as um, you know as a background to the music so it's you have the the live visual and audio uh, feel of the whole thing it's all documentary style I don't I don't really add anything graphics or so it's just like sort of like a long a long movie or a long documentary it sounds so lovely it sounds like uh, like an escape uh, kind <laughs> a of a little bit a little like bit there's some footage from from previous trips to India okay yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah like like some of the stuff uh, some of the stuff I ended up using that's lovely. So it sounds like we'll be in for uh, a visual treat as well. As yeah, just, I hope uh, so. Yeah, hope yeah. hope hope it works. I think it's it, it works out usually really well because you know, especially with the music we make, there's so many. You know, at this year in one hour of music, you're placing so many different cultures and rhythms and ideas that you know. Sometimes for me, I felt like I could just go anywhere, but at the same time. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep myself, you know, within the within the 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 music and the and the narrative and the you know and the and the network of artists around me. So for me, it was very important to add that that sort of layer to the show because it it keeps me grounded on my own music and on everything around me. You know, so it's more like the show is mostly just my own music, the music, and that's it. I'm not really playing. I'm not really playing. You know more, more, more than that. So, so which you know, in a way, I think that's me more than anything else. So the, I feel like, it's the a show that you wouldn't be able to see with anyone else DJing. You know, like the the show and the visual side and everything. It's just like you only get to see it if you go and come out to one of my shows. Yeah, you only get to see it if you come out to the show. Exactly. Tonight, tomorrow, the day after. You have one last uh, tune for us to roll us out. Yeah, let's do it. Um, this was. Um, a song that came out uh, like maybe a year ago, but now I I've redid it for the um, for the album. Uh, MPTS the the it kind of the MPTS stands for like my kids like my my friends my buddies. Okay.
Yes, 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 yo, from New Delhi to the world, we fresh out the box here on Box Out FM. Thank you so much, Branko, for uh, gracing us with your presence. Thank you for having me. It's yeah, a pleasure. Of course, it's yeah. a pleasure. Big I pleasure. mean, uh, been playing your music for so long, it's nice to have you in the flesh, <laughs> in the studio, playing your own tunes. Should we play one more song to to to, to kill it? No or man, speak no to time? us in that sexy Portuguese. Okay, That's okay, okay. What we need. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's uh it's a, it's definitely a good musical language, yeah, like right? I have these sample packs with with all these like Portuguese women like yelling stuff. You don't know what it is, but it's just like, oh, it sounds so good. <laughs> I, I probably Munchi or someone gave gave them to you, no? <laughs> shout out Munchi! <laughs> yeah, shout out Munchi. Big uh Peace.